Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. At ESB Networks, we keep the nation humming by connecting us all to Ireland's power network. To increase the capacity and maintain the safety of the network, we may need to temporarily switch off the electricity in your area for a short period. As always, we will let you know in advance if you're going to be affected. To find out more, visit esbnetworks.ie. Yes, we're back on uh, keeping the ball on the ground with uh, William Hill and Black Rooster. Uh, apologies for the week off last week. Um, Celtic beat Rangers and uh, Slaney and Paul Tim never left their bedroom all week. Oh, you're right. Actually, that's what I said, but I was doing um, for an interview with Soccer M. Si. Oh, no way. Because oh, that fat boy's been chucked in. He's, he? he has, he's been hopeless for years. So Is it you that got him chucked? Aye, and they wanted to freshen up a wee bit, Si. So I went down there um, and I was turning my back on open goal. Never told open goal, Si, that I was doing it. Uh, I was just going to... Um, disloyalty, Si, I don't like... Um, I love it. Ah, exactly so, but I failed the interview, so I never done well. So I'll not be gone there, Kev. Um, <laughs> so I'm back open goal today, and it's great to see you boys again. You happy to have him back, Kev? Oh, I was a bit worried there, I thought he was going to announce he was leaving on <laughs> again. I got a wee bit of jelly earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you fail uh, to Horney? They didn't like my accent, Si. Um, as simple as that. I think the show's been ridiculous since Tim Lovejoy left. Yeah. Um, Tim Lovejoy, did he turn his back in the, in the, the show? Aye, he did. And has he done better since he left? No. Absolutely He's stuck not. with that baldy Liverpool boy. <laughs> the fucking shite. Rimmer. We Rimmer. Si Rimmer. <laughs> Crap. So, the jokes... The jokes ready, steady, cook. The jokes on Tim, Love, uh, Tim Lovejoy, innit? So, uh-huh. uh, uh, listen, I don't know whether I'll go back down there and see if I can maybe bring the Tim Lovejoy stuff up um, and maybe get in. Right. Um, but I don't know, Si, but I'm happy to be back today. But it's good that other companies are looking at you. Exactly, and I, I do believe that his open goal um, stalled. Aye, I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> do you, I, and it's due to you not being on as much, I. I think so, Si. I think there's got to be... I was actually thinking about it, maybe... It's got to be about you, isn't it? I think so. And I, I think um, maybe a, a game every month, Kev, me and you, um, maybe we do it. We, we go to the game and we talk about the game, do you know what I mean? So Aye. obviously you're playing, Si, so yeah, you know we need to be there. Or regardless, maybe we go and see Si play and we do oh, that. I'd love that. I'd, I'd absolutely love an that. An open that. goal live podcast, me and you commentating on Si's performance. I, I think that would be great. Oh, wait, by the way, I'm in a rich vein of form, mate. I, yeah, oh, I've been hearing. Oh, I've been, I've been, every I've been. week I check live score and I look, Peter Heed's always scored goals. You don't score many, no, do you? No, it's not about scoring goals, mate. Are you just a sitting It's about winning. It's about winning, exactly, Paul. That's exactly it. And I see you, Si, the way you talk, you're a winner, and then when you and when you don't play, the team don't win. As simple as that. You we said just that, uh, How's Bonkers? All right. You had to get his balls taken off, didn't you? Well, I start, I snubbed him, um, snubbed him, and then snubbed him. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the pound. <laughs> no, so you, that, I go obviously the money for the fringe, but I blown it all on a MacBook, and it is the worst fucking decision I've ever done. <laughs> Why did you Too buy a MacBook? I don't know, mate. I don't date it. Only only thing I deal on it is YouTube, and I already done that on my phone. So I don't know what I'm doing. A thousand three hundred pound I bought. 
I tried, and I'm not going to tell. Like, I this told is, you that. I know the God's honest truth. The next day, I tried to take it back in, and the guy went, "Mate, there's fucking stains all in it." So I can't. <laughs> even... <laughs> is it a screensaver. It's. I, I've told it all is it a new bird? The meaning new bird, but it's the is the five second one where it changes pictures. So it's all the ones of the family, um, we George and the uh, and the buff. Yes, so it's great to have. <laughs> 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 yeah, what do you expect your dog? Uh, I think so. I, I think the wife booked a wee trip to centre parts in Ireland. Oh, nice. I don't know why. That was I'm... Ireland for anyone. <laughs> no, we're going to. Uh, there's a new centre park that's opened up now. My kids centre. like centre park. So uh, I think we're going there in October. Uh, don't eat Stranraer. I'll get the ferry over and a wee drive down a bit of our road trip. weekend? Looks like it, aye. Oh, Mother in law and father in law's coming. Go so, enjoy it. No, it'll be good. Kids are buzzing. Um, you deserve a wee break. You've been through a lot recently, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> what with the divorce and that? Oh, man, alive. Taking it well, to be fair. Right, listen, we need to mention as well William Hull, if you join today and bet £10, you get a three. £30 in free bets. <laughs> We're going to need to talk about it. Scotland have had their absolute pants pulled in this week. Kev, what did you make of the two games? The Russia one, first 20 minutes you actually got quite excited. They played well, they passed the ball well, they they, they, they harried Russia into making mistakes. That's obviously where the goalkeeper, the goal come from. Good cross in, keepers dropped it, McGinn's put it in. And then all of a sudden we just stopped. We just decided to stop doing what we were doing the first 20 minutes and then with 20 minutes to go when we're getting beat we decided to do the same again as the first 20 minutes and we actually, we actually caused them a few problems so in between the other 50 minutes I, I just don't know I just I, I absolutely baffled that that was a must win game and we went out with a whimper mm-hmm. and obviously last night Belgium that game was going to just take care of itself regardless mm-hmm. um, we play on the biggest park in the, the world Against the best passing team in the world, 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 and, uh, in the world, we got truly pumped. Mm-hmm. And, uh, things just look absolutely grim from a point of view that I'm convinced the team that I played with in the early 2000s with Bertie Votes was better. You think so? No way. Well, we, we we got to a playoff. Yeah. So, at what point is this team going to look like they're going to get to a playoff? We've got a Nations League thing, and 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 that's a lottery who we're going to get in that. But well, do you feel I confident? I think it like, looks like Bulgaria, you were saying, but, but, but Bulgaria, Bulgaria looked decent but, against but, England. But, 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 although they get beat okay. England comfortably, they still look better than us. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of work to be done, there's a lot of questions to be asked. Are we the guys to give them answers? Absolutely we are. But, um, <laughs> oh, we're going to give them it uh, soon. We're going to give them no. it. Right, Slaney, what's your take? Come on, give us the no, expert view uh, on uh, Scotland. Listen, I'll just say uh, uh, first line that Scotland will qualify for the Euro side. I really do believe so. I think they've got great players. It's no worked. It certainly hasn't worked. And I'll tell you exactly why. Two reasons. The first reason is Hamden Park, no more side. Mm. They've got to get away from that. It's great. It's Oh, come on, come in um, to Russia and De Bruyne. Um, come on in, enjoy it. Big pitch, massive space. Come in, enjoy it. Bring it now, listen to this. I'm starting the campaign from the day, and it will succeed. Simple as that. Um, Scotland will now, n- now play their home games at Tynecastle. That's a pit. It's a wow. bare pit. Wow, shout. Thanks very much. It's a bare pit. Tight. Very tight. Do you think um, Kevin De Bruyne's going to want to bring his wee ginger frillies to that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Even so. Even better, our broth. Pick the windiest day in the... Gayfield, is that Gayfield? Gayfield, uh, But I believe, yes, it should be Tynecastle now. Hamden is, honest to God, bring it there. Can you you imagine your Kevin De Bruyne's of this world sitting in a way dressing at Tynecastle? They will not want to be there, and they won't be there. They'll make up an excuse, say that they're injured or something. Hamden's... I mean, I came in on Friday night, there's no atmosphere. No, do you know what should happen at Tynecastle? You should stand outside the away dressing room with bonkers 
Narlin at the closest. I believe so. And at the second point, let's say that I should be in New Scotland, but as a kit man, we'll say the kit man, that's the title we use. I'll be much more than that about the place. I believe we should turn it into a horror show at Timecastle, (laughs) Sai. Get the light suit, the the, the light show they do at Celtic Park, Sai. Get the light suits and give everybody a torch, Sai, and flash them on and off. What other lights are out this is? Yeah. When the, the team's there, the, the away team's there, the Scotland boys delay it and we'll get the lights flashing at them, Si. And also, what did Benfica do today with it? Welcome to hell or something. And, and fly the ego out. Yeah. We will have our very own bald ego and fly Stevie Woods out. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Love it. Oh, get the campaign underway. Hamden, no more. Let's get the trick or treat at um, Timecastle, Castle. Si. It's time to go there. It's time for rock and roll. It's time for... Um, as I say, Sai, a bare pit atmosphere and we will qualify for the Euros. The, but the boys, are we've got world-class players in the squad and we've got one that's no in the squad, Tierney, who'll be back by that time. Andy Robertson, world-class, you've got I mean, you've got great players, but as Kev says, you have to date on the pitch and I believe, um, I think they'll turn it around. I date. But this country, I, I, I feel that this country in every walk of life we, we hate each other and we put each other down side all the time we're horrible at each other but every time I speak to a foreigner they say these are the most friendly people we are towards them because we don't believe in ourselves we're bitches we um, suck up to foreigners and we put them before us no 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 see when I go to France, Spain or Italy and I say where's the directions to the bus they look at you as if you're a piece of shit and rightly so we must change the mentality of this country side. thanks very much superb wow that's why he is a number one podcaster. That's why I'm. I uh, think like Slaney's right. Like we don't when we are playing our games, we don't play the games that will benefit the team. So when we're talking about playing against Belgium, why are we playing Belgium at Hamden? I know it's the national eh? stadium, wasn't it? It's, it's there's not been an, an atmosphere since fucking uh, Beyonce and Jay Z bolted it <laughs> last summer, right? But ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, Tynecastle is. Perfect. Yeah. Ah, you might not get the numbers in terms of fans, but let's get twenty five thousand, whatever it is, in there that want to go and support oh, Scotland. Yeah. Make it a Rosh's atmosphere. Make it a party scene. Make it. Uh, a, I don't know. Like it's just. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's the deal there. Why is when, when, so when we play against Russia and Belgium, when, when when we pass the ball about, we can pass it about the border quite comfortably. Pass, pass, pass. But we don't go anywhere. No. Whereas when Russia and Belgium, we got the ball and they go one, two, three, four passes. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, yeah. they're going to score. Yeah. It's 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 something about like. There's, a, there's an idea of keeping the ball, which is great, but keep the ball with our purpose of actually getting an end product, product whereas yeah. we keep the ball with any idea as to what we're going to do with it, and, and uh-huh. I, I just can't figure out how how do we change that, because ultimately we have got a team of, I wouldn't say world beaters as such with Slaney, I say we've got a team of some good, good players yeah. playing with some good, good teams. But is it the good good teams making our uh, good players better than what they really Jack, are? Jack, that's and then when they come, when they all come together collectively, we're just a we're just an all right team. We're can just I, a, 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 I yeah, don't know. Can I say something? I know I came in the last podcast, Scott McTominay, but honestly, Scott McTominay. See now, I go and watch youth development games, right? And there's hundreds of Scott McTominays. That is what a youth academy centre midfielder looks like now. Aye. Doesn't sprint. Doesn't tackle. Doesn't score. Doesn't assist. When he passes it forward, he gives the ball away. Do you know what he does? He passes the ball to fullbacks and centre halves. Now, see, when I was young, Tommy Burns, see if you pass the ball to centre half or a fullback, he take you off, eh? Mm-hmm. Why is my best player want to pass the ball to defender? Because they Scott McTominay. They play like old men, mate. They play like the 34 and 35 year old. It That's looks great. great Keeping the ball, it looks great. There you go, I've got it, I've spared it, I've passed it, I've passed it, but you don't actually win anywhere. Anyway, see the reason that McGinn and McGregor didn't play well? He doesn't pass the ball to them. No. He passes it to Charlie Mulgrew and he passes it to Cooper. See, if I was to go back as a youth team player now, I'd go and play fullback or centre half. Because yeah, they the get more touches of the ball than mm-hmm. anybody. 
Ah, it's 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 actually like we've got we had we we've got a five in the midfield. We, we had Fraser with McGregor, we had McTominay with McGinn, and we had um, Forrest. Forrest. Forrest hardly touched the ball, and that wasn't doing what he was doing. Doesn't pass the ball. Nobody gave him the ball. It's the same with Fraser. Nobody gave him the ball. Every time they got the ball out wide, they had to come back because they obviously had McBurney up front. I'm not going to slaughter the boy. I've played a Scotland game where you have been in that position. Who bully McBurney? Oh. I see it. Well, you're up front on your own, and you don't know what to do because the servers are getting the shocking. You're trying to hold it up against two monster centre halves. The guy's trying, but he's not going to win Scotland. Fact, it's going to get to a point where that kid is going to say, "You know what? I'm going to take a break for Scotland because mm. it's no Dane McComb is any good, right, the- and my bread and butter Sheffield, Sheffield United, and that and that's what will happen. The kid. But we don't see enough of Ollie McBurney down south. To we only see him when he comes and plays with Scotland. So yeah, but see what you're saying, though. The reason he doesn't get the ball, and, it, and again, when I say I watch youth games, strikers don't touch the ball anymore. Eh? No, because nobody passes the ball forward. No. It's all about possession now and keeping your shape. Look, see in Scotland now, there's hundreds of uh, McTominays. I watch them every week. Do you know what you never see? A Kevin De Bruyne. No. A kid through the middle of the pitch that wants to pass the ball forward, that wants to try and set up chances, that drives with the ball. For me, that's got nothing to do with players, that's coaching. That's I co- think you're told coaching. now in this country, keep the ball, play safe, <clears throat> keep your, it's all about shape and formations. See, when we were younger, go and take risks, go and express yourself. You give the ball away, who cares, it's a youth team game. So I, I've been at open goal for eight months and that uh, five minutes you've said is the best I've heard. <laughs> Genuinely is, mate. Um, you're, so, you're so spot on. We keep going on about this... Um, um, projects and all that it's the, it's the principles of doing things right side that word principles is huge and as you say there's a midfielder there's nothing worse as, as, as playing in midfield when you see a guy getting the ball and he drives forward or he plays a pass forward if I was a, I could play, I, I kind of run the line for myself so you can play them now but, but no, I'm playing against somebody like that it'd be brilliant he's just mm. passing it so I'll just stay here you're um, he, he, so spot on um, I, I even sorry no no I've not, I don't I even see wingers now in youth development. The ball gets played to a winger. He's got one v one against his fullback, and, and he t- turns, turns back, back and, and passes it, it to a fullback. To keep I can't understand Let's that. Keep the both in Scotland. I can't understand it. When I was a winger, I remember every single coach I had. If I never, my first thought was to take him on. If I never did that, you try to get the cross in right away, and it's up to the strikers in the box. And if, see, after the game, the, the coach would come up to me and say, "You've done that many crosses, no good enough." Nowadays, it seems like wingers they either cut in, pass the ball back. I don't know. It seems like this. Let's keep the boss stuff. It is. I mean, because he Guardiola does it, he's a genius. He knows exactly inside out. But we but can't he's do got, that. He's got the players at some point. Like but they didn't Belgium, just keep it Belgium. For no reason, last night, Belgium, Scotland kept the ball in periods of the game for maybe like two, three minutes, 10, 15 passes. Not a problem. But at not point, at not one point in that 10, 15 passes sequence did we ever think about threading a ball or putting it in the channel for somebody. Whereas when Belgium did it, it's only three or four passes and eventually time it gets to Mertens or De Bruyne, he's already thinking, right, where's Lukaku, where's Lukaku? So that ball's in the left back, it's went to midfield, it's when, when I get it, I know that there's a wee ball there. Yeah, yeah. And if there was a wee bending ball in the centre half, there was a wee ball dinked over the top, we don't ever think like that. I don't yeah. know why we, we just don't keep think it that. Sake, keep we it. just keep it just because yeah. they say, oh, it looks alright, we're keeping the ball. Yeah. It means if we've got the ball, they've not got the ball, so they're not going to hurt us. Whereas, like, the, the first goal last night, we'd all... Robert Snodgrass, great delivery, right? He has got a great delivery. So we are now relying on Robert Snodgrass last night to put in this great ball and we are going to win the header. But we don't think, what happens if we don't win the header? So when that ball gets heated clear, the boy O'Donnell's too far away from Mertens, who gets the ball, one touch, one pass, De Bruyne, goal, 
like you've got to think of the what ifs as well as the what the what yeah. might be. You know, that's another thing I think as well. Uh, in this country, you look at Belgium. For me, you think James Forrest and that's quick. But when you see them against no, these guys, they're not quick. In this country, we do not develop young kids. Pace, power, strength. Gordon Stratton said it was an ed- genetics thing, but I don't agree with it. I think again, for nine to twelve, we didn't give kids sports scientists. They're not quick. They're not strong. We were over at a tournament in the summer there, speaking to the Ajax coach three times a week for nine to twelve. They've got a sports scientist in every session, doing power, pace, strength. Wow. We didn't. We did passing drills where. Right, you pass the ball to that cone and follow your pass. Aye. When does that happen yeah, again? Under no right. pressure, just time wasting passing drills. So that's that's the nine to twelve. We need to get people bigger, quicker, stronger. So that's what Belgium have got. So you're putting that like that. That I agree with because ultimately we like I'll see guys like Callum McGregor playing for Celtic on a Saturday. And I think tidy wee player can keep the ball, got a pass, can shoot. But yet last night when I see him against De Bruyne and the boys in Berlin, they're just pushing him off to say, "Look, son, move it the way." I, I'm mm. I'm playing football here tonight. And you think, how, how's that even possible? Because they're, they're both playing in like different leagues, they're good players in their own right, but when it comes to international level, they're just brushed aside. So, first of all, you're right, they need to get developed physically. Sometimes, it, younger it, nature, age, sometimes nature has to take its course, which can take time. Some people develop faster than others. But ultimately, it's doing to coaching. Yeah. I, oh, I think it's coaching. 100%. Coaching. Like I've said this before on this show many, many times. You go away to do your UEFA B licence because it's the licence that, without a provisional driving licence, you kind of become, you kind of get a full driving licence. So to be a, a an A level coach or a UEFA pro coach, you need to go and do this B li- B licence. It's B for fucking bullshit because you learn nothing. Right? <laughs> sure, right? The no, you learn you learn nothing at it because all the all the managers and all the teams I played for, they used to do drills, and I used to think, well, on, that's a right good drill he's done today. And I'd never ever think to write them doing or remember or whatever. You just do your day to day training. When I went away to the B license, the thing I ever thought I would struggle with was, was setting up drills because I couldn't remember my drills. You all know my memory's terrible anyway. But ultimately, I never learned anything. It was like right, you're doing shooting today. I went and figure out a three uh, three phase components to, to to a shooting drill, and you go away and you think. I thought I was coming here to learn that kind of stuff. Yeah. So there's something fundamentally wrong somewhere. Chris Boyd had a rant last night, Slaney. As a youth, a, kid, a guy who coaches young kids, is it a middle class sport now? I think, um, I think it's, it's certainly it's, it's completely different side to when I was growing up. Um, somebody said the other day, "Oh, go to Tory Glen this Sunday, and you'll see lots of kids play." It's no that that's no the that's no the point. Nobody plays in the street at all. Mm. Nobody plays in the street, and our kids. I remember we did a wee bit of ball mastery at the start side, and they think that that fifteen minutes, is one enough? hour a week, is enough. That's nothing. I mean, through the summer, kids don't play. I don't see any kids playing the streets. I don't see it. They're saying, "Oh, we can't get in the pitch." We didn't have to go into Astro pitches when we were younger. No. We would play out in the street. We would make our pitch up, jumpers down. We used to actually play. I mean, no, no word to lie. There was scaffoldings up, and we used to use the scaffoldings as a bar and played a big game for the older guys. We would, what's this lot of shite? Or the pitches are closed. Go and make a pitch up. Picture, Nobody wants to play it. Jump the, the fence. What we used to do as well. It's simple as that. They don't want to play it in the streets anymore. Si. Bolly McBurney. Here's another one for you. Right, Steve Clark plays Ollie McBurney up front on his own in the three. Ollie McBurney doesn't play that. No. Sheffield United plays in a two up front. At Swansea, he played with a number ten behind him. See if you're going to play with a number a three up front and a three in midfield. One striker. Stephen Fletcher should play. Bigger, stronger, can get hold of the ball. Why? Why? Why do we play with two wide men, but we don't cross the ball? Because, but, uh, do you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to play, if you play the one guy up front, right, 
if he's that one focal point that's going to hold the ball for you and lay it off so once he does all that that's not like Burnley's game eh? no it's not his game mm-hmm. but who, who then is in the box to actually score the goals if he's come to do all that dogged work I just think I just think that like why don't we just play a 4-4-2 be a, a nice solid back four a solid midfield form we've got two strikers that one up front is just basically saying we're trying to compact the midfield pack the midfield protect the back four but we're not really look like we're going to score at any point it's just I don't know like it's that's why I don't coach. It just um, it just drives you bonkers. I don't think we play it play at players' strengths. Eh? No, of course we don't. McBurney's never played up front on his own in, no. th- in three years. He scored 20 goals playing with a number 10 off him or playing up as a two. So why then go and play him up front on his own? Which I don't get. Eh? I don't get. Because you can tell by his stature and his physique, that's not. That, he's not good at that. Ollie McBurney's a hard working centre forward, right? There'll be things that he's very, very good at. There'll be things that he's not so good at. So when he plays with Sheffield United teammates, Billy Sharp and whoever else they've got up front in there, he's playing alongside somebody. So when he's maybe going for a header, he maybe might not win it. It might drop to his other strike partner. Whereas when he's doing that with Scotland, there's nobody anywhere near him to try and give him a bit of support. And the boy's running about, he's trying his hard. And like I say, he's probably become the easy target. I think that's wrong, but that's what we do in Scotland. We'll pick the easy target and we'll abuse him. And we'll abuse Ollie McBurnley now to the point that when there'll come a day when he'll say, like, you know what, Scotland's maybe not just for me because this this is, a, this is what I'm going to say, right? And I might be miles off it. We talk about mental health in football, right? See, when you're not playing well and you're getting abused by a nation, that has to mess with your head. So why would you want to go? Oops. Why would you want to go and put yourself in that situation that makes you feel very uncomfortable? I wouldn't. I think, I think though, of course, uh, working in the media, you've got to have your opinion. Of course, you have. But when when you're singling somebody out for a performance that you beat two one, the full team, it wasn't just one yeah, player. No. For, him, for him to single, listen, in the media, you've got to be. I want people to notice sitting in the fence, and you want them to see what they're thinking, whatever. But just to single one person out for him was was uh, was just. Totally, as I say, the bitch move. Um, <laughs> Craig Levine said if he spent a pound more than Mikey Stewart, he'd still be the worst signing. So there's always some views on Mikey Stewart, but Mikey's got an opinion, and we all know that. You know what I mean? He's I think those uh, Kev, sorry, I, I think Scotland. They will turn it around. I think. I think Steve Clark so far. I don't know what. I think he's getting the personnel rank. Si. I yeah. think he's getting the personnel rank. I think if you, there's a start eleven there that will will be good. Um, I, I believe they will go to the Euros, um, and I think I will be a huge part of it. I yeah. think there's a there, 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 there's a group in there that he needs to find that when he puts them out in a part that he can trust. There's too many players playing there now that you can't honestly say he's going to give me his everything that's why I thought in the, the two games that we should have went with the older experienced tried and trusted players I thought they should have played Ryan Jack Snodgrass Fletcher Snodgrass was great last night by I don't the way. know why they, these I guys thought, have got big experience eh? they know how to win games of football it's um, it's it's a learning curve and like Slaney says we've, we're going to go into this qualifier thing playoff thing and it, would it surprise you if we got through? It might surprise a few, but it's the kind of scenario where we're absolutely hammering Scotland, and then in six months' time, we might be saying, fucking hell, we're going to Euros. Aye. You just don't know. No, hey. So it's, there's a lot, as bad as it's been, Steve Clark will learn a lot about himself. He'll learn a lot about the players that he's picked and, and trusted. And hopefully next time round, the games against Cyprus, Kazakhstan, and is it San Marino? Yeah. They are three games where he's got to really find out his best 11 players for Aye. the 
for the, the playoff games. I hope I go so to Russia, yeah. Steve Clark, if you're listening, Paul Slane is Kitman and Bobby Petter is DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I really Hi, Bobby, you still pals on Slane? Well, me and Bobby went to done a personal training with me and, and I'm not, never worked there lie. I've never ever came across as he messaged me saying, Slane, you still got a bit to offer, son. And I said, Bobby, you're totally right. So I said, meet me tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Um, uh, it was in the West End. And, uh, Did he have his leather hoodie on? I, listen, Bobby Pretta, Bobby Pretta, Bobby Pretta frustrates the life out of me. Him and I book Glasgow, you're Dutch, go back to Holland, son. Um, <laughs> <laughs> apart from that, I, I met Bobby Pretta um, and I thought he was going to take me for personal training, well he did, but he done it in the street. Um, I've never witnessed anything quite like it, Sight in the street in the West End, me and him were fucking running up hills, no hills, it wasn't a hill, it was a fucking ro- a street where people were walking by, Bobby Pretta put something down and he's making me run up and doing it, and I'm thinking to myself, what is this guy doing? Um, but Bobby Petter's another guy, he's, he's a part of that wee dinosaur, um, um, hang with the media, the wee, the wee sort of... He's not in the media. No in the media at all, he's never done the media, Bobby Petter. <laughs> Friends, are still your fellow DJ? Because you were going to do the DJ. Did you not buy Dex? I bought, I bought Dex, it didn't quite um, work out, it's not my, my scene, and I brought Bobby Peter to the house, um, and him and my wee ma were loving the DJ set. <laughs> so what the fuck am I talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> right, transfer window. Uh, Rangers got their man Ryan Kent last week, 6.5 million in rising. Uh, were you surprised that they managed to pay that money for him? Did you think it was going to be a loan? Aye, but fair play to the board or whoever it is that's caught with the cash to, to, to do that bit of business. Um, does it make a statement? No particularly. Um, the guy done well for Rangers last year. A um, couple of good games against Celtic. Um, but ultimately, £6.5 million price tag now. He's not a loan player. He's now got to come up here and prove it every week. Um, and there'll be big things expected of Ryan Kent. So good luck to the kid. Hopefully he produces what he, the performance he did last year. Um, and if all been well, he'll be a great sign and, and, and certainly an asset to Rangers. Obviously, um, they're needing wide players. And Ryan Kent is, um, he seems to be a fan's favourite in yeah. such a short time, so he's got a wee bit about him, um, but like I say, a lot, a lot of money to spend, but that's the market we're in in these, mm-hmm. this, 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 this era. His girlfriend's for Glasgow, my missus done her makeup, that's why he's desperate to get back up the road. Is it, aye? She is a cracker. Is she beautiful? Oh! Absolutely beautiful. Uh, Selena, you liked him, didn't you, as a player? I really like him, I said at the start of the, 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 the first podcast. Why don't you get your hair like his? I bet say I'm receding and uh, Groga Boy is frustrating the life out of me. Um, Groga Boy has now took another um, step forward for me to um, um, go wild on him in the hairdressers. But certainly. He patched in the hairdresser, he told you to get it. Well, that can I get it? I, 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 there must be a hairdresser out there willing to cut Slaney's hair, eh? Uh-huh. No, but names and names and numbers on a postcard, please. Regard, regarding the uh, Groga Boy, um, I said to him, I went in and he said it's appointments now, so I, I booked appointment for the next morning. <laughs> The next morning, I turn up and I sit in the seat, the hairdressing seat, I'm the first in, uh, and then three or four people come in and sit in the seat, but I'm laughing at myself, thinking, these guys haven't made appointments, they're going to get fucked out in a minute, so I was absolutely buzzing in my head, and uh, Groger boy walked out of me, playing with his Grogers, of course he was, and uh, he said to me, Si, um, what did they book you in for? And I said, you were starting yesterday morning, tell me to come in tomorrow morning, first appointment, he went, no, I've got you in for the morning morning, so... I stood up in the seat and walked straight out <laughs> <laughs> and I turned up the next morning yes, I, but, but it's looking well looking great he's done a great uh, in the, uh, so we'll move on for that but Ryan Kent I said at the start of the podcast of the summer I said Rangers must sign him if they want to compete for the league if they want to go for the league they must sign him and I did say that um, even though they started well they must get they brought him in I think he's a huge signing I think he's a, a, he's a, a re- 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Real good player, Ryan Kent. But we'll see. Um, I still believe um, you can buy the best players in the world. But if you've not got the guy in charge to, to um, fully... Um, know what he's doing then it won't what, and do you know how Steven Gerrard knows what he's doing well I believe <laughs> come on then what is what here should be good <laughs> don't sit the fence well I, listen I, I, will, I believe that since he's come in I mean I don't see anybody anybody in the media saying anything about him now we're just talking about it's going for guys like McBurnley or whatever or managers or Neil Lennon I mean, get put out with Kluge and it was like a meltdown in the country yeah. that everybody attacking him and then Steven Gerrard I mean Tactics he's, he's starting a living was bizarre uh, that's the only word to describe it the forehead of Morelos now a few Rangers fans have said uh, listen my best mate's a Rangers fan big Willie Oldie a lovely big boy uh, hi, hi Willie hi Willie um, oh another Willie another Willie um, he'd very, you like your Willies didn't you <laughs> I certainly do <laughs> but he's a big Rangers fan so don't take this as if I'm trying to like I don't give two shits about that I'm much bigger than and Rangers put together yeah. so I'll do my you're anything. an institution it corrects I but what I'm saying is about um where was I there? About Gerrard's. About Gerrard's tactics. It was bizarre. But the media haven't said one word about him. I don't understand it. He's been cut some amount of slack. And he came out once again. How many times are you going to blame the players? After the game, blame the players. You played the total rank team. Knee wingers. I mean, Celtics back five, four, including the goalkeeper. They hadn't ever played with each other. They've just came in. And knee wingers, and you've not got Morelos, who loves competing... Listen, what I said was the Rangers fans and my mates and that said about the four played the last one for them the scene before. The league was done then. Yeah. It was playing this for game nothing. Meant this was hit. a huge game. Why Morelos wasn't he playing? I mean, when I seen it, I was absolutely buzzing that Morelos wasn't he playing. Nay white players are it and five centre midfielders. He may as well just make his full team centre midfielders because <laughs> I don't know. He may as well put Gary McAllister in goals as well. <laughs> I don't know what's the deal. <laughs> I just think at the moment, I think he's been cut some amount of slack. And if we're going to be fair, if you're going to be fair in the media, which I'm saying, I, I said about Neil Lennon and Close, it was all it done at Ryan when McGregor left back. We'll be fair. And I said, Gerard has got it completely and utterly wrong. I mean, the players, uh, it's, it's, it's bizarre. It's simple as that. Si. And he'd done it the last Old Firm game, the first Old Firm last season, where he got it wrong and said he'll never do that again. he done it again. Yeah, and the football was atrocious. They could have been there all day, but they didn't have a chance. Um, so it was so easy. Neil Lennon took him to school, packed his pack lunch. <laughs> And fucked it up and said, sit down, come into my level. And he proved the rank. So why don't we know as a country, back Neil Lennon and say, it was a tactical masterclass for him, which it was. So he scored the goal, he, he made it, he sat, no sat in. He scored Neil Lennon, scored Neil the goal. Neil Lennon, come on and put it in, lovely boy. And it, <laughs> but Neil Lennon, he, he got the goal and he said, do you know what? Go and pass the ball, but there's no width. You've not got Morelos on. Put balls in if you want, you're not going to do it. Defoe's not going to do that. You need to put the ball and a wee five centimetre radius for the 40 score. If no, take him off. <laughs> so, simple as that, I, I believe Rangers will challenge for the league this year, but until Stephen Jenner gets it right and stop throwing his players under the bus, I said it before, the best manager of all time, Sir Alex Ferguson, he was the hair, known for the hairdryer treatment. He'd done it all the players in the changing room, but when out in the media, he blamed everybody but the players. Stephen Gerrard, listen on, son, and I can come in and speak to you if you want. <laughs> By the way, I couldn't even take the game seriously because did you see who the fourth official was? 
Wally, did, you, did you see when Wally was bringing Johnny Hayes on? What a double act he did to him. Jack, they were speaking about Slaney when they were coming on. Well, supposedly we Wally said, have you been hearing that? What Slaney's been saying about you? We, uh, Johnny said, I'm going to pull him up. And Wally went, no, you won't. Um, don't you speak to him. I really like Paul. So Wally stuck, uh, stuck up for Stood me. Up there. But it was brilliant to see Wally at the side. And my God, I believe I would love to get into the referee game in an old film with Wally on um, on the park while I'm radioing into him. What would you be saying in his ear? I mean, I don't really want to get into that side. And the reason I'm saying that is because I don't know what to say. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kev, who... Uh, you're a centre forward. Were you surprised that Defoe started ahead of Morelis? I was surprised because the two of them have it's not unusual well to, to be loved by anyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the two of them have been changing. So like one week Defoe was starting, one week Morelos was starting. So there was a bit of squad rotation there. But I can see why maybe Morelos didn't start because when he came on for the 20 minutes or so he came on for he did hear a couple of kicks out and he did look like his head was going to burst at any point so had he started he the game <laughs> had he started the game he potentially might not have lasted 20 minutes so there's that thinking behind it but again Slaney's nailed it to the point that when you're playing Jermaine the four up front <laughs> did you aye? When, when, oh by the way I met his new missus have you aye? Racker well, loves me. Absolutely. I went to the toilet at one time and uh, I didn't like what I seen when I came back. Sorry. Oh, aye. Sorry. But listen, Kev, we'll, you will go back on. So, Defoe, like you said, Defoe, they didn't play with any wingers, any width, so that's not going to really help Jermaine Defoe. You know I mean? He's a, he's a box a box type player that's going to score goals, and Rangers certainly weren't getting down the wings to put balls at the box for him. So, um was surprised, but to Celtic's benefit, it probably helped um, because I knew back four the two full backs first old firm um, and to be fair the two centre halves um, big what do you call him Julian, Neil Julian. Beaton, Julian oh, and Neil, Beaton Stroman, Neil Beaton I absolutely think good he's good football player Beaton eh? aye, he, you don't feel ever in any danger with him no. at the back because he's so comfortable on the ball Composed. and to be fair to big Julian he just heeded everything. He was commanding, he was dominating, and Fraser Forster experienced behind him. But yeah. Celtic looked comfortable. Can I, say something? Can I say something? If I had listened to you two on Twitter, you had me believing that Bolly McBurney was the worst player in the world at left back. Aye, but he's had one good game, so No, listen, even just watching the game, talk, he's do you know a what, good no, player. Si, do you know what, no, uh, He'll come good, I'm telling you. This do you know what, see, Mate, he's fit as you can get. Uh, do you know, uh, listen, uh, and do you know what happens? Can I just say no, something? Of course you can, say. People pass him the ball, right? I, I watched this in the old film. People pass him the ball where he's got nowhere to go. Yeah. Absolutely put him under a bus. Yeah, you're right. And I've then, seen a switch. It, mate, it happens all the time. They give him the ball when there's like two men round him and then he, he kicks out and he gets... Stanley did chuck him under the bus. No, and I, 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 I said I'd game. I said I'd game time. I think he'll probably come a favourite. Can I just favorite. say this? I just want to get this clear. Uh, I'm, I'm not certainly no jumping uh, ships, but I said well, I'm a. Um, we we asked the bully felt joke. I felt, <laughs> I felt the joke, and I was just desperate to see it. So I went along with it. I believe Bolly's a great left back side. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> but certainly, what I'm going to see is we're talking about as we've seen the, the full Celtic defence were excellent. But again, it was so easy. I mean, if I was the Rangers manager and I looked at that, I'm like, here we go. See, for the free bit, I like playing football. Of course I do. Forget football. Boys in the channel. No boys up where Big Julian's going to eat the ball. No mm-hmm. way, side. Boys into the channel for Morelos to run, won't they? Start with maybe uh, Ojo. I don't think Ojo done well when he came on, but certainly start with wingers and make it hard for them. It was such an easy day at the office. Um, but I, I must say, they, they did play excellent. And Big Julian, I believe, um, is one of the greatest centre-backs that Celtics ever had. Ever had? <laughs> I don't believe so. Up there with McNeil? 
McNeil and um, Van Dyke. Kev, okay, uh, Greg Taylor signed. Does he go straight into the team or does Bolly keep his place? I think Bolly's got to keep his place. He's got to make Greg, Greg Taylor's come from Celtic. I don't know what the price tag was, but we're talking two to three million quid. So, kid's under pressure straight away. He's got to break out of first team, but he's young, he's eager, he's wanting to learn. And ultimately, huge club, huge future. Huge potential. Um, potential. Potential. So, no, I think Bowley on the performance of the old firm game doesn't deserve to be dropped. So, I don't see Neil, why Neil Lemon would want to drop him just because he's, he's brought in a new signing. So, it's good. Competition for places which can only be healthy at any club. So, a good, a good move for the kid and um, obviously he'll need to uh, burn that Rangers type he's got in his wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I must say as well, big uh, LM. Ahmed looks like a right good player, doesn't he? Ah, he looks like I, 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 he I was, at me. Ah, he was alright, but I just sometimes thought he could have been a wee bit more aggressive in the right back area. I thought he was well, a wee bit light, light, I, don't right. like, I don't like disagreeing with people, but that's one of the worst comments I've heard on open goals. <laughs> he's one of the most aggressive players I've seen in a long time. No, I said he, no, he's no. <laughs> another heart or pee. Right, who's, whose squad's shaping up the best to win the league? There's a question for see, you. See, see, a wee while ago, right, you would say that Celtics was very, very thin. you get guys at Chris Sutton saying they need nine players, seven players, whatever, I don't know how many players he said, but they needed a lot of players. And then see when you're thinking about it there on that, that old fun game and they had like Ball, they had Greg Taylor, they had Julian, they had um, Big Nerbeat on them, but they've got Simunovic, they've got Ayer to come back in. Mm. Um, right back, maybe a wee bit shy in that area. Midfield, plenty of players. Up front, you've got to hear Griffiths coming back fit. Edward different level, understandably £9 million a snip, or £10 million, whatever they paid for him, fantastic player. Um, so Rangers, they've got a lot a lot of numbers, but it's the quality. Yeah, I, I think agree. that's the two differences. Celtics maybe got a lesser squad in terms of numbers, but more quality, whereas Rangers have went for the more numbers and maybe not as, as, as much quality. Good players, ultimately, definitely, but I just think Celtic edge it. Yeah, I think when you see like Cham coming on for Celtic, like, ah, you can see when he came on. Well, that's what I said. said. The boy was a dribbler, he got the ball in the last 20 minutes, kept it ball, and... We it, was again, the, the, Neil the, Lennon. it was Neil Lennon. When you get your shout as well, your man, he's scoring the winner. I'm delighted for him. Well... I know this isn't even me trying to be funny here. I can't even believe what happened to me that full Sunday. I got message after message saying, What a goal you scored today, son. It ruined the day. See, when he scored, did, did, oh, was there a part of you that felt guilty for like, getting No, no, that? I was de- delighted because obviously. I think you spurred him on to do that. Spurred him Two on fingers up to his gave you, There you go, you should take that. I don't want to do the brave heart move anyway. But we know you did, but he, he scored a great <laughs> goal. But me, my man, and sister watched the game, and uh, my wee ma, we were sitting in the living room and watched it, and I don't know if I should say this or no, but my wee ma wasn't thinking, and she was all the other place she was, she was eating chewing in my ear she was rattling me stuff um, and but Melissa and my sister who's came back from Australia and who's come back with an attitude oh, wow. said to her you'll not believe this I will glass you to my ma <laughs> no more <laughs> lie Dave she was like this isn't even this. I don't know if we could put this in or whatever but she said I mean my ma was drinking a glass of water or wine I can't remember what it was with ice cubes and she kept going but the ice cubes kept making I should have made that noise. Easy joke to come back at that. But the ice cubes were pure rattling. And Melissa's turned around and said to her, ma, I will glass you, Sai. So it was a, a horrible burp atmosphere in the Slane household. But my God, when Johnny Hayes scored, it relieved a lot of the tension, Sai. Right. That pit could be the worst minute in open goal history. That be minute I just thought. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Right, we're going to talk about Roy Keane. Oh, watched Did it you? last night. Oh, mate, it's tremendous, wasn't it? Let me just say, and I don't I keep feel like I'm talking over people. No, you go for it, mate. Roy Keane is absolutely amazing and I'm going to say it right now 
the world need much mirror, Roy Keane. You say you're in the same um, bracket as that. You're an, <laughs> you're an honest man. You're an honest man. You, you see how it is. The world nowadays is absolute. I don't know what's happened to it. You can't say a word at all. Roy Keane's honest. He's honest. Can I tell you something? See, if you played the Roy Keane, you'd, you'd hated him. Aye, I heard you, you saying that. And, uh, listen, I'm not saying that, and certainly with the Man United one. Um, he's slaughtering Alex Ferguson, mate. I know. Uh, that, so, see, before I watched the thing, I was, I was, I was going to be the opposite with Roy Keane. I was going to come in and slaughter him here. I was like, you're embarrassing yourself, keep going. Stick but, to your opinion, mate. But when you listen to him, um, it's like... Oh, he's great value, But huh? see, when he was saying, he was like... He played for twelve and a half years at Man United. One of the leagues led them out in the pitch, and then at the end, of it, when he's no the same sort of player, or he's injured. It's like he's treated like and Carlos Quiros was throwing a bib at him and saying, "Go and play up front, you." Mm. I mean, how you, you are treated like a number at these clubs, and how sickening it must be, Kev. What he done for the club? Now, of course, that's Roy really Keane's side of the story. So, so yeah, I know, I'd imagine I know. that he'd have done stuff to Carlos Quiros. But I think Gary Neville was saying like they stayed and they didn't bent the pre-season uh, and he the team stayed. Himself. Roy Keane stayed in his own place, doing yeah. a mile face. So if you're a team, regardless if you're a captain, <laughs> like, you've got to stay with the boys, um, and he stayed there and certain other things. Um, so I, I, listen, of course, yeah, we, uh, we, 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 I was in the squad when certainly beat the film eight one. Roy Keane played, went and did for uh, supper at like half nine o'clock at night and Roy Keane was sitting <coughs> Tommy Burns and they were telling stories it was brilliant sitting listening to him so finished supper at about quarter to ten get up to go back up to the rooms we're walking up to the, the bedrooms and a woman comes over with a kid quarter to ten at night and says oh, Roy can my kid get a, a picture with you and he, he absolutely stares at him mate, like death stare and he said uh, what age is he and she's like oh he's nine he's waited up on it he said he should be in his bed get him up to bed no, no picture he should be in his bed and I was like, oh, wow, ruthless, mate. Petrif- like, I'm so oh, he's scary, he is scary, man. See, when I was at Sunderland on the Friday, I said to Niall Quinn, look, Quinny, I think I need to move on. I, I, I want to go away and get my career going. I've been into three team months, time for a change. He went, look, Kevin, for a new manager coming in on Monday, I've agreed that we're going to give you a new two year deal. And I was like, right, who's the gaffer? And he says, Roy Keane, I said, no, I'm still going. <laughs> <laughs> I just went. I thought, yeah. oh. right, I, I just thought that. The way yeah. I played and my style wasn't going to suit Roy Keane, so that was it. But apparently, but see when he's, he's Keane and Jonathan Walters for having a program and no training and stuff like that, and Kevin Colbans came a couple of days ago saying when Roy Keane used to come to Ireland, he wouldn't train for the first three right. days. So how how can you slaughter Jonathan Walters when you used to do the exact same? I think with Roy, I think with Roy, there's obviously a, a lot of things he says and does, and, and, and people don't <laughs> agree with him. But you only ever like Slaney says you hear, and you said there, you only hear Roy's side of it. Yeah, there's always two sides to every story. I don't like this, but wait, and wait. sorry, Kev. No, you're right. It, it just um, he just he's got an opinion, and it, it doesn't matter what filters are involved. He just has to say, it and that's how it is. And if you don't like it, lump it. If, you, if you're going to cry about it, go and cry about it. That's my opinion. Deal with it. I'm comfortable. He's obviously comfortable in his own skin mm-hmm. to say what he has to say, and he believes in his own opinion. So nah, I don't that, get that's wrong with that. See, that's with, with, with Sir Alex as well, and, and Roy Keane. And, and why do these people feel that they need to come out in a book and slaughter people? I don't know. Like how I much can, money do they need? I then? can understand that if you were a, you didn't have a lot of money and you're trying to sell it. But why do they need to sell a book? Like mm. you. I mean, why is Sir Alex coming to Slotham? Like, why does he even need to listen? Sir Alex is a genius, but why would he need to? I don't know. I just. I was uh, I was a nineteenth man when Clyde beat Celtic as well. Roy Keane's debut. We got the bus back here after the game. Was Roy Keane playing? He played there. Uh-huh. We were in the dressing room and Strachan and Tommy Burns and Gary Pender were in the office and we were all sitting in the dressing room. And Roy Keane's like, oh, "Lenny, go and get the manager. What's happening here?" We've been sitting there. Roy Keane said that. Uh-huh. So Strachan comes in and the first thing he says to Roy Keane after he'd spoke, he asked Roy Keane anything to say. Roy Keane just shook his head, man, picked his stuff up, and then out he went. 
No way. Mate, he was so like scary. Wow. Where was he like training? Brilliant. Was he? Oh, was past. See that what I was saying about McTominay, mate. See if you pass the ball sideways or backwards. Oh my god, man. He would roast you. Would he? Pass the fucking what? thing forward. That's oh. the kind of guy that Scotland is leading right now. A fucking Roy Keane. Even like, like uh, the fucking team with the ball. Oh, as a player, like, mate. What a player I have. Gets but the I'll best out of everybody around him because yeah. you're not, you're, you know that you're scared of him. You don't want to let the guy down. Do you know what I loved about Roy Keane, mate? He was shouting me as a 17 year old, but he would shout at John Hartson and Alan Top. We, like, we were buzzing was, because they'd been shouting at us for years, and aye. now somebody was coming and shouting at them. Aye, so, aye, aye, like, it wouldn't matter who you were, you're spot on. He would shout at everyone. That's respect. He absolutely. Did you watch the interview? He absolutely done Walters. Who's the other? Jonathan Walters. Uh, who's the other two Irish boys? Uh, um, Stephen Ward oh, and Kenny Cunningham. Oh, amazing! Amazing! Kenny Cunningham. Oh, well, amazing, right, another one that I want to ask you about. Did you see Michael Owen and Alan Gina? Oh, Michael Owen's a loser, isn't he? <laughs> Honestly, <God. laughs> Michael Owen is a type of guy that series links question of sport. Watching yeah. it on a Saturday night like is it? And then plays, <laughs> and then plays the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> Can we get honesty? God, what is he coming at? Still wears boot cut jeans, man. Is, it, is, is that video you see him when he's doing the shooting practice against mate, the 13, the 13 oh, year old kid? Well done, he's 14. Well done, he's 13. It's like Michael Owen, Peel loves you. He must have been an absolute tadger to play with Michael Owen. Eh? He went oh, for yeah. Newcastle, didn't he? Oh, he can, though. I, I love all that, though. I never thought Michael Owen would be like that. He's I know, but it's good to see the side of him, isn't it? Oh, of course it is, because he, he did come across as like the model pro and, and the boring wee guy, but he's clearly got something about him. <laughs> boring wee guy. And then Alan Shearer's just basically say, I, I, like I, I, I like Shearer. I must admit, yeah, right. like, aye, Shearer's. I play the, the play, no, the pleasure, but he did drive. I played, I played against him, and like when you watch a highlights reel, Alan Shearer. Oh, what a player! Like if you want any striker to do well, you just give them a highlights reel. Alan Shearer was always on the front foot, always getting across the first defender. Could hit a ball, aggressive. He was hard as fuck, man. Honestly, was he? Oh, what? Solid, solid, solid. Even now, when he's like, he's still solid. Mm -hmm. Just one of the guys that, like, oh man, he's just. Did you play against him, kid? I uh, Sunderland v Newcastle. I actually played. They got uh, the Newcastle beat us. I think one 0 or two one, and Shearer got his cricket done. I think that was the last other game he played that day. Oh, was it right? Aye, and uh, but he was just like. I didn't like him because he was a Newcastle fan and I wee son them, but as a player, fucking Alan Shearer. Right. You know what I mean? He, he, he's got the, what, the highest goal scorer. Who's Darling. a better player, Shearer or Owen? Shearer. All day long. All day long. Think? Oh, Owen played for some time. What about Sir Alex's comment? Owen's injury problem started a month after he started playing football. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, we own that. When he lost his legs, that was him done, wasn't it? He was, he was absolutely brilliant when he first came through. Did he win the Ballon d'Or? He did, I, I think. No, it was the Ballon d'Or, it was a European player. Aye, and I think they maybe yeah. called it that then, so it wasn't in the world, but um, no, he was, he was exceptional when he first came through, but listen, he's absolutely brilliant. Why has he never changed his fringe? He's just... He's a so big, get him in at the Groggers. He's a big Celtic man, isn't he? Is what? he? Is that true? No, I don't think so. I don't know where I came up with that. Right, if you were going to write a book, Kev, how far would you go and call people out? Oof. I'd go full hog. Would you? Aye, I wouldn't give a shit. Anyone in particular? Hey, I don't need to say why, but just anyone that you would No, there about. would be a few, aye. There would be a few. Just guys that I just didn't like, didn't like. Like, it's like, it's like life. Mm. It's just, you, there's some people you just do not get on with. And when I played football, there was loads of these guys that I did not like, and I just thought, I, I used to say to guys, like, I don't like you. I play with you, but I don't like you. And that's Did you it. really? Oh. I fucking didn't. Like, we're playing as a team. I want the team to do well, but ultimately, I don't like you. I don't really want to speak to you. 
and that was it. I just like that wasn't me being a dick. It's just how it was. Yeah. He's got no relevance to my life, so if I can don't bother with <laughs> me. Um, but ultimately, no, I would. I would. Like, I think when you're writing a book, a good. We've all read books, and we all read autobiographies, and we all think, no, but we all think you, I can't you read a book, eh? no, you read a book and you think, fuck, hell, that was a really good book, like especially autobiographies, like Gaza's Gaza's yeah. book is brilliant, uh, Niall Quinn's one's good, Keynes is brilliant. I think when you write a book, you just tell the truth, you tell the reality of it all, and people actually sit and read and think, fucking hell, that's a great insight into somebody's life. It maybe just not do you any favors because you're bringing up things in the past, but ultimately, a good book. Is when you're honest, and Roy Keane and Michael Owen here are being honest. Right. I know, so, but I, there's no I, way you would ever say anything to anyone. Why brought it up? I, I don't. I don't actually quite like it. I think it's quite a sneaky movie. Slotting boys and that, like, see things in the dressing room and that, and football. Like things happen in a changing room, and it happens. But I mean, it's all saying after a, after a training session, a game is forgot about. So. I think bringing stuff for the dressing room and what people are like, no, I think it's a sneaky move to come out and about and do it. Um, maybe, be, I don't know, just know for me, Sai. So would that. you never write? I, I would love to write? do it. I would, would love to write? do it. Write? I would go through a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I'd make up lies about everybody. <laughs> and, uh, I certainly would. Because uh, I don't know, Sai, but I, I don't know. Okay, I, would write. I can't read a book. I always see, see when I start about my family, I always say it's Paul Unity. I remember when we used to travel in my motherwell, sorry. And we used to, it was a car school, five years, me, McGarry, John Sutton. Um, sorry about the wee names I'm using here. Um, <laughs> But we used to be, and I was so hyper sigh in the motor. And John said, Slinny, you need to bring a, you need to come and read a book every morning. So he brought me The Chimp Paradox. You ever heard of that book? Uh, it's like you're, uh, so it's like, you're chimp. he believed that man or chimp was causing me to act like this. Um, and so I kept thinking to myself, when I was doing something mental or whatever, too hyper, it made me go mental because I was thinking, is it me or the chimp doing it? So I kept reading this book every morning and thinking to myself, is it a chimp? Inside me. So I said to something. Um, is the chimp reading the book? And he went, you know, he went, forget it. There's no point. You, you don't take it serious. And I went, John, that's it. So that's a, that is a true, um, a true thing. Um, oh, but I don't, I can't read the book. I read one page and I forget what I've read and go back to the start. It's not for me. I need to keep active. And uh, and certainly I. Yeah. Right. So we're going to just, a couple of things that Keane said about Alex Ferguson. Ferguson came out afterwards and said he always did what was best for Man United. That's nonsense. His son, who was very lucky, won a medal. His brother was a chief scout. I'm surprised his wife wasn't involved in the staff somewhere. Darn it, Preston lost his job. He had a couple of players, Man United, but guess what happens the next day? He pulled him out of Preston. As that was doing the best for Man United, do me a favour. Do you agree with that? See, well, let me just see. When, when, it's, when it's put like that, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very hard <laughs> to see, agree with that. that. Actually, uh, if Sir Alex Ferguson wanted to make his wee wife jeans at wee jean. No, Cathy. Wee Cathy, wee Cathy. Yeah. If he wants to make wee Cathy uh, the assistant manager, then he's get, he can he can do that. He's that big at Man United. So wee Cathy would have been great as the assistant That's manager. That's what I'm saying. Do you see all this though? Sure, he's earned the right to be, to be able to do all this. Sir Alex Ferguson could do that. See, they were hopeless in the bottom of the league, even though I'd done any of this. No, of course. But he's earned the right to do that. Uh, his brother was absolutely one if of the worst scouts I... in history. <laughs> he scouted, do you remember the one he done Barcelona? Uh, they get beat. I think they get beat uh, two. I think they get beat two one in the Champions League final. And uh, Sir Alex said that he sent his brother to Barcelona the next season. He watched Barcelona every game, and then he played in the Champions League final again at Wembley. And it was even worse. So <laughs> he, what his brother was doing there in Barcelona was beyond me. It certainly wasn't he watching football. And by the way, by the look of him, he was my god. He must have met somebody in Barcelona. Oh, brilliant! Slurry, what a suit. Well, I just want to say a wee thing here. Um, coaching. Um, All right, you go back to coaching. coaching. Really serious. Um, really, really serious. And. Uh, Brought all the boys in, um, brought all the team in. Uh, they were first years at schools, primary seven maybe. Brought them all in. 
So I'm doing a team talk very serious. I say, if you don't want to come and work hard, leave at the door. And one of the boys put his horn up and said, Slaney, can I tell a joke? And I'm looking at him as if, are you, are you hearing me, son? Sorry. I said, are you hearing me, son? Um, and he went, what does Mo Salah order for the Indian? Chicken tikka, Mo Salah. <laughs> <laughs> so all the kids started laughing at me and I said, son, sit down, you'll not take part in the session again, Si. So because of that joke, he's now been released from the club. <laughs> so, joke's only for me anyway, Si, at the club. No, no for me, but as he left... You need to change his country, mate, don't you? Aye, but I've been using the joke, Si, non-stop. It's a crackery a joke, but the wee boy won't be... Uh, be oh, be, tell be the one that. about when your kids were... I think they got beat a doing and you, what was the question you asked them? Had them? Oh, wow, well, listen, there's been many a jokes, uh, no many a jokes, been many sort of stuff for me, I remember one. This isn't with the club I'm at now, by the way. I remember one, this is bizarre. A boy came and play, was playing his first game for me, and uh, I said, right, you're going and play, and he looked at me as if, what do you mean? And uh, I said, you're going on. So anybody went on, and uh, we went, the ball went out for a corner for them. For, so that the team against us had a corner against us. So the ball went out and rolled off the pitch a wee bit. So the boy I brought on, Running out to get the ball, and I'm shouting, Put it down! Have I told this story? Uh-huh. I was like, Put it down! I'm shouting, Sai, and get in the box. He puts the ball down and whips the ball in for, for the other team's corner, Sai. Si. <laughs> 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 he, took, he took a corner Hello. against his own team. Si. So that was what I was up against, and that boy, of course, I think I've told that before. That story. No, I don't, no, I don't think I have, actually. So he's, he came off and then with the band out, with the band, I said to the boys after the game one day or the training session, I said, come here everyone, he says, put your horn up if you think you're embarrassing and they all put their horn up, so it was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so super boys, uh, that won't be, that will be me, Si. Done. Uh, thanks very much, I'm away to Scotland, I'm away to Russia. Do you know the boy, is, who's the big boy for Moscow? Uh, no, for Zenit, do you know he gets called the Zenit Lighthouse? The big boy Dupe. No, right. who's the boy no, Scorby? No, who's the boy Scorby Scotland? The big Russian striker. Oh, the big striker. Uh, Do you know he gets called the Zenit Lighthouse? That's, isn't it? that's actually his nickname, eh? What? Because he's that big. Suppose he's that big, he lights up the whole uh, Zenit, and that's his nickname, the Zenit Lighthouse. You could have been called that. The Strathclyde. If you've been waiting for an amazing deal on a used car, your wait is over with the Renault Selection Offer. A 4.9% APR low-rate finance offer means you save over €1,000 with Renault Bank versus the majority of high street banks. Plus, you get a minimum three years warranty and three years roadside assistance across our full Renault car range. Renault Selection, a new standard in used cars. Visit your local Renault dealer today. Finances made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie. Hi, have you heard Posh Nushgal's brand new In Conversation series podcast? Somehow, she's managed to get all the best Michelin-starred chefs in the UK to tell her all their secrets. If you're passionate about the restaurant industry or just up for a bit of culinary gossip, find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you generally listen. Remember, it's In Conversation with Posh Nushgal by Shalina Tobin.